First of all, I would like to thank uh, Montana State University and uh, National Portrait Gallery, and especially uh, Todd Larkin for having made this conference possible. So thank you. Two weeks before the French monarchy's last crisis in April 1789, Thomas Jefferson and Governor Morris went together to the Palais Royal to purchase tickets for Physionotras, a new type of engraved portrait. Less than a week later, Jefferson picked up the copper plate of his portrait and 12 prints taken, taken from it. The portrait he was so happy to have bought was yet not very impressive. It was a very small one, printed on very simple paper, on which it was possible to recognize Jefferson's profile in black and white. At that time, Jefferson could afford a much more expensive portrait, of course, but it shows this one. And 17 years later, uh, at the beginning of the uh, 19th century, he had become an older and, and more respected man, uh, of course, uh, because of this uh, new political function. And as he has done in Paris, he went to Fevre de Saint-Mémin's studio uh, in Washington and sat for another Physionotras portrait, which in the years that followed have been um, massively distributed and even became one of the best-known contemporary likenesses of Jefferson. The idea didn't come from Jefferson himself, but from his daughter. And Jefferson purchased totally uh, 48 prints which he offered to his relatives and colleagues including French ones like the Comte de Volnay and the Marquis de Lafayette, two major actors of the French Revolution. Because Jefferson was a celebrity, Saint-Mémin even produced additional prints in an oval frame, which have been copied several times because they were reputed to be more accurate uh, than other types of Jefferson's portraits. So, this little story shows that it is sometimes not easy to define what is a political portrait. Is it a portrait that was made for political purpose, like state portraits or other official portraits? Is it a portrait that hasn't been made for it, but which has been seen as political? In this paper, I would like to discuss this point, developing the example of Physionotras, which challenged, in my point of view, the official, institutional and academic definitions of what was a political portrait, especially in revolutionary times, and in this paper, I try to compare the role played by this room machine in France and in America with differences, of course, but also much more similarities than I first thought. Physionotras have been very well studied here in the United States by, by Ellen Miles, uh, she's the specialist uh, of this uh, object, and by Wendy Bellion, who spoke, to, uh, yeah, who spoke uh, yesterday. Even if Physionotras have been invented and then massively spread in France, French academics did not much pay attention to them, if we accept a few works. Um, and it is true that compared to the academic and classical standards, the small and modest portraits made by anonymous artists without any ma market nor aesthetic value representing another anonymous did not, did not much drew the attention of historians and art experts. At first, uh, at first sight, Physionotras are not a relevant source to study political or even public culture. In fact, most of them haven't been made for any public use, but for a private one, especially in the United States. A lot of people purchased them as sentimental objects and offered them to their relatives or friends. However, oh, sorry. 
However, because the, of the revolutionary invasion of politics in every aspect of, of daily life, a lot of private images were carrying a political dimension. And it was especially the case of Physiotras. Private uses of these portraits often included public political meanings also, and on the other hand, representation of intimacy had also a public and political dimension. So, what did this machine look like? Inspired by other optical or visual machines of the second part of the 18th century, the physiotrace is not a real technological invention. However, a lot of people strongly believed it was an invention, and this point is very important. It's very important. In a political context that was changing too fast to uh, be easily understood, that is revolution, traditional mechanical devices began to play the role of new media that can help to understand events and to uh, know who uh, had become who in a revolutionary context. Almost all the machines have been lost and destroyed, but at the Bibliothèque Nationale de France remains this drawing. The inventor of the machine, Gilles-Louis Chrétien, who was a musician at the court, peered through an art piece uh, at a model sitting be behind an early transparent paper, then he used a long wooden bar to follow the outlines of the city's, prof of the city's profile. <coughs> After that, the drawer added as fast as possible the smallest details of his client's face and dress, and in different versions of the machine, uh, as this reconstitution is showing. At the same time, the long wooden bar moved a pantograph, which reproduced a little profile upon a paper fixed on the instrument. Anyway, this first big sketch was used to engrave 12 prints in color, uh, or in black, uh, sorry, in color, or in black and white, which were sold at low prices to his clients with their original sketch and the copper plate. And that point is very important because the client could bring and used this copper plate during all his life and transformed it uh, as he wanted to. In 1789, Chrétien associate Edmund Kennedy, a miniaturist, began to work on his own and seven years later he went to Anvers, Brussels and Hamburg when he could find some more clients. Also used in Switzerland by François and Pierre Godard, in Italy and in Spain, Physionotras were spreading in European cities and even in the Batavian Republic after 1795, where deputies wanted to have their portrait. At the beginning of the 19th century, Kennedy came back to France and reopened his studio. But the portraits were not the same than before. They were much more classical and sometimes looked like very more traditional portraits. At the same time, uh, a French noble immigrant called Fevre de Saint-Mémin, who had learned uh, applied art at l'école militaire, began to work with another immigrant, Thomas Puget de Val de Nuit. And he began, they both began to produce physiognotras in Washington and uh, even in Baltimore. And Saint-Mémin became famous, but dozens of itinerant artists used such machines and traced thousands and thousands of mechanical profiles. About ten years later, at the beginning of the 19th century, Isaac Hawkins, an Englishman of Philadelphia, invented a machine inspired by the Fizino Trace and worked with Charles Wilson Peel to use it in his museum. And this quick social panorama of the Fizino Trace inventors and users stresses, stresses, in my point of view, their non-academic origins. 
and it stresses too the international and transnational dimension of these images and the link between their sexes, their popular sexes and the revolutionary contexts. This revolutionary dimension of Fisenotrais began in Europe as soon as the 1880s. At that time, Chrétien began to promote his machine by organizing public demonstrations at the court of Versailles in the tradition of scientific spectacles of the Enlightenment. In a few years, Chrétien made hundreds of portraits of the French richest and most powerful nobles. So, for, for these very privileged people, of course, it was already a cultural re revolution. These ordinary faces, drawn on, on low-quality papers, had nothing to do with the beautiful, official and strictly codified old, old portraits of, uh, that, this, that these masters of social visibility uh, were used to possess and to use. Anyway, the physiotrace sexes grew with the collapse of the French monarchy. As soon as the summer of 1888, these portraits began to invade the new public sphere, and the politicians were the very first clients. They understood how they could use this new type of popular and intimate portraits. In Paris, Jean-Sylvain Bailly went to Canada studio when he was president of the National Assembly. Then he returned when he was elected mayor of Paris. So this is the second one. Lafayette did the same thing after his designation as chief of the National Guard. At the other side of the Atlantic, famous politicians like John, like, uh, John Adams. So this is all, yes, also Hérault de Seychelles did the physiotherapy in color. So John Adams uh, in the United States, uh, or Thomas uh, David Holmes had his physiotherapy or uh, Thomas Lundus, uh, they all purchased their Fidonotras portraits, often uh, when they were at the, at the, the needs of their career. Even if, as, as we said, most of these portraits were anonymous and made for relatives, the way that they were conceived and seen by people made them political, uh, even in the United States. In, inspired by Roman antiquity and more recent profiles of modern times, Traditionally used to praise great men, this profile suddenly gave to ordinary people an access to an unexpected dignity. This was not totally new, of course. Since the beginning of the 18th century, the, uh, the urban bourgeoisies were very fond of shades, shadows, or in German countries, uh, Schattenbilder, or more sophisticated silhouette portraits produced by Saint Aubin, Nicolas Cochin, or Du Cimetière, uh, as we, we we have seen yesterday. In North America, such strict and severe portraits were popular among Pennsylvania's Quakers, whereas in Europe they were very, very popular in Protestant countries, as if these images were particularly uh, adapted to a new taste, both based on self-promotion and modesty, on personal virtue and, above all, authenticity. Profiles were not only referring to a classical moral Roman Republican ideal, but also on new theories like physiognomony, uh, which was popularized in Europe by Carl Caspar Lavater, who asserted that the most accurate depiction of individual faces, especially profiles and silhouettes, could reveal the deep nature of people. I would like to insist on this point. In France and North America, even if neoclassical art 
is often said to be the most representative revolutionary art. A lot of clients now ask for an art which would be able to be as close as possible to what we call reality. As if artists had to observe and depict what really happened as fast as possible without interpreting it. The success of wax sculptures, of Portrait d'après nature, the popularity of ephemera art, drawings and watercolors participate to this new political and aesthetical new context. For two reasons, the physionotras seemed to be the best drawing machine ever. First, because the artist didn't use his hand, but an instrument. The sketch was said to be more objective and accurate. The physionotras were said to be the reproduction, the re recording, the duplication of nature. This belief was part of a revolutionary radical idea very often inspired by natural rights theories. Revolutionary artists had to refuse artificial ornaments and selections of aristocratic representation codes because they were not associated with luxury and corruption. And this is the second point. Because they were made in only a few minutes, the models didn't have the time to wear their political social mask. Well, they were supposed to appear on the sketch as they really were, deep inside. Even if uh, they were individual, these portraits had a collective dimension and could be collected, uh, bought in series of portraits, of political portraits. They could not, but it, it depended on the client's will. Because they were sold and sometimes kept together, they turned to be series of portraits in France and in the United States. Sometimes they were exhibited together. It had been the case, for example, in Paris, three times at the Salon, which had become, under the Revolution, an important moment of people's political education. In 1799, an artist called, uh, called Gonor began a project of an official group portraits uh, of French deputies, but the coup of Bonaparte dramatically uh, ended this project, of course. And above, and above all, because they were considered to be more accurate than others, these physiotherapy portraits have been massively copied several other, uh, by several other artists during all the Republican period, but also during the whole uh, 19th century. So uh, they served as models. The influence of such mechanical portraits on new political visual culture have been very large beyond physiotherapists themselves. In Europe and in the United States, the physiotherapists corresponded to new Republican values. First, uh, to transparency. Here you have the physiotherapist of Moreau de Saint-Méry, uh, who was one uh, of the most famous uh, electeurs uh, de Paris. Transparency, political transparency. The physiotherapist portraits were praised and sought for their ability to reveal the deep true nature of human beings beyond their social appearances. And in a time of revolution when suspicion, especially during the civil French war, it was a very important thing. It corresponded, it, it corresponded sorry, uh, also to the ideal of virtue and modesty. Compared to other contemporary portraits, these, these ones were of course very simple, especially in France during the civil war uh, and the di dictatorship. Narcissism could be very dangerous and lead to the guillotine. A lot of politicians like Robespierre understood the necessity to be more and more discreet in the public sphere, but in the same time, they were perfectly conscious that popularity was necessary in republican regimes based 
on the idea of electoral representation. If they, avo if they avoided prestigious portraits, they, forced, uh, they were forced to build their public image. So physionotras seemed to be a good compromise for several of them because they were combining self-promotion and, on the other hand, uh, modesty. This severe and puritan aesthetic may make, I think, a similarity between French and American revolutions in opposition to aristocratic wealth and luxury associated with political and personal corruption. That is why, even if revolution were often laughing revolution because of the satirical context and the desacralization of uh, social and political hierarchies, in these portraits people don't smile or they, they never laugh. So maybe there are material uh, explanations. It's very difficult to smile to, to a wall because they, were, they weren't facing <laughs> the artist. But I think um, this gravity was also a political matter and, well, clients like this, uh, this gravity. One more point, even their ephemeral nature was obviously considered as a good thing. Quite recently, the historian of art, Richard Toews, uh, from the University of Birmingham in England, has shown how revolutions were based on anti-monumental uh, and ephemeral art. If we follow him, we can claim that Physiotras participated to a deliberate politics of the provisional, to quote uh, his uh, book's title. It corresponded to, to vigilance and observation, because people bought Physiotras to show their true appearance, to prove their sincere feelings or their moral integrity. These political portraits helped to build a new definition of citizenship, which came from the democratization of the connoisseurship. This new citizenship was based on visual criticism, observation, vigilance. It was based on the ability to watch and observe models' true faces and to unmask the cheaters and the liars. Then it corresponded to, to uh, fidelity. In France, Kennedy and Chrétien also used the physiotras to make portraits of famous revolutionaries after their death. Oh. was too long. <laughs> um, so, yes, after their death. Uh, of course, uh, these physiotras were fakes because uh, deputies, uh, but dead deputy, a dead deputy couldn't go to any studio <laughs> to have his portrait. Um, the revolution and his dramas were, was a very profitable market and after his assassination, Jean-Paul Marat uh, had his physiotras uh, Mirabois, after his death, had his physiotras too, and Le Pelletier de Saint-Fargeau too. Um, those physiotras, people, people perfectly knew that they were fakes, but they believed in the, uh, in the specificity of this image uh, that was said to, to carry the presence of the dead deputies uh, of, of the model. Uh, they were very fond of authentic and last portraits, like death masks of Curtius and Madame Tussauds, for example. I think it's part of it. Uh, so, physiotras have been used um, in Republican culture to uh, to link, uh, to, to, to build a link be between people and their beauties. Uh, not only a, an individual, but a personal link, I think. 
Uh, and then uh, physiotherapists were uh, corresponding to social equality too, because they were accurate. Physiotherapists were wonderful mirrors of urban fashion. The smallest details of dresses, hair, and costumes. That was the Petit de saint Fargeau here. Because, um, uh, yes, uh, the smallest details of dresses, hair, and costumes participated to the shaping of. Of a, of a European politeness and metropolitan, metropolitan distinction, but in the same time, because they were most of the time presented in black and white, they masked social differences. That is why when more than a hundred of portraits of celebrities, politicians and anonymous persons were exhibited together in Paris at the Salon of 1783, they, contrib they contributed to represent a new society more equal, more equal than before. And such portraits have been used by unknown people in social minorities too to access to visibility and to integrate political societies. They have been used by ordinary people who took advantage uh, of the revolution to access to new political or professional functions and to show their new status to, to their relatives and friends and colleagues. A lot of provincial mayors, priests who uh, were elected in France at the beginning of the revolution, judges, Purchased of his Yenotras while traveling to Paris, for example, as you see here. Um, there were often, very often Americans, uh, skilled workers, or, or well, uh, middle class. Uh, so a lot of middle, middle class of European people uh, could have, could buy their own portraits that wouldn't be uh, the case before because miniatures were very more expensive. Women too gained a new autonomy in self-representation because they could escape to familiar collective portraits. Uh, on physiotherapy, they sat alone without being identified as mothers or wives. This emancipation also concerned ethnic minorities. Ellen Miles has studied the portraits of the Indians made by Samema when Dibelian has shown how at the Philadelphia Peels Museum, Moses Williams, a former slave who has color profiles, made his own portraits. And in France, Vincent Auger, the leader of the Free Colored People of Saint-Domingue, who was deputy of the National Assembly, purchased Physionotras while he was trying to convince French deputies to give political citizenship to free colored people. And this was a specific choice because it, it was the only portraits uh, of uh, Vincent Auger at that time. Physionotras was were also chosen as media by political minorities. Some of, of the Batavian refugees who had fled Netherlands to France after the repression that had followed their revolution in 1787 wanted to make their portraits, sometimes alone, sometimes not. And uh, as we have seen in my introduction, American visitors did the same thing. There is a link between these drawing machines and the revolutionary context of the uh, Atlantic era. My first conclusion would insist on the impact of revolutionary context on political representations. Beyond new political portrait collections and uh, well-known portrait collections, as in France, De Jardin, for example, uh, uh, which have been studied by any friend, uh, they were launched to give new faces to new regimes. The massive success of Physiotherapy reveals the growing influence of an underground and popular visual culture on Republican elites' political practices and values. And physiotherapy can be seen as an aesthetic compromise between academic and popular tastes. 
especially in France, between dominant artistic neoclassical theories and the specific need of realist depiction, which was due to the deep and rapid transformations of the American and French, French societies. But in a way, these images were, were dangerous. By using such self-portraits, the beauties accepted to make a confusion between private and public life. They authorized other citizens to observe them accurately and to reveal their intimacy. The tension between collective control of elected people and the respect of basic principles of new rights, or new individual rights, that is to say respect of private life, was obvious was obvious as, as soon as the birth of Atlantic Republican societies in post-revolutionary contexts. At their very beginning, because the former aristocratic and monarchies representation codes had been contested, new American and French Republican societies had to re-explore the functions and boundaries of political embodiment, uh, power embodiment and political and social representation. In this attempt, the tension between the double necessity to democratize and to stabilize these new societies sometimes led to political conflicts, to mass violence, or long civil wars, but also to a lot of political, aesthetical, and artistic experiences. So this popularity of Fidemotras revealed the tension of new republican regimes, but both based on a popular sovereignty and, on the other hand, represented and ruled by subjective individuals. It also reveals another tension between the need of shared and collective power and the tradition of embodied power. Thank you very much.